This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Welcome back to Pulse 95. You're the Future Talk with myself, Hani Balkas and Omnia Al Saleh and it's always a special day right here on Future Talk because we're talking everything technology and Facebook is launching a $100 million initiative to help small business owners in 30 countries. Yes, indeed. And, you know, sadly, this is actually the last day for many students in the UAE. Their spring break is coming to an end. Uh, definitely was a very house-filled um, spring break but UAE distance learning is gonna start on Sunday and the UAE is actually offering free internet for any family that does not have any Wi-Fi but more more you know more interestingly um, we're gonna actually be talking all about how they're gonna be implementing e-learning in Sharjah aren't we yes indeed and we're also going to be talking about uh, education in the digital world, aren't we, Omnia? Yes, indeed. We're going to be speaking to Katya Al-Qaisi, who is the founder and CEO at Education House Finland. And um, for the past week, the Sharjah Private Education Authority was actually organizing a movement called Sharjah Prepares, or Shariqat Astad. So basically, they were collaborating with Katya to conduct a training that is called Learning from a Distance, which was also organized by the University of Helsinki Center for Education. So over 150 teachers in Sharjah have joined this training and they've been trying to make solutions on how can they assess students, how can they help students focus during the classroom because it can be very hard to maintain a child's attention. Yes, indeed. So, Corona, no thanks. You will not affect our education. We're going to get all the education we need, even though we are going through a pandemic. So, we're going to be getting into a lot of education-related stories. So, if you have any questions about how e-learning is going to be implemented in the UAE and specifically in Sharjah, make sure you send in your questions for Katia at... 4215 and if you cannot message us on our SMS lines for any reason possible at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram DM us yes indeed and I'll be leaving you with Birds by Imagine Dragons you're listening to Pulse95 daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world bits and bytes do connect our world but you know what is very important in the world money unfortunately and Facebook is rolling out a $100 million initiative to help small businesses in 30 countries. Now, $100 million is equivalent to 367 million dirhams, and it is to help 30,000 small businesses which happen to be affected by the coronavirus pandemic. And it's to counter fake news around the coronavirus. Now, Facebook is working with an institute in Florida, which is the International Fact-Checking Network on the program. And small businesses are actually the heartbeat of many communities, and many of them are heavily affected by the crisis. Now, the social media giant is also creating a virtual training platform to support these small businesses, and it's actually looking at very many ways, actually, to host a virtual training. And they said they said more details will be shared in the coming weeks. Yes, indeed. And, you know, when we look at small businesses, especially with the outbreak that's happening right now, 
I think they are the ones that are struggling the most because unlike bigger businesses, they need to pay those employees that work for them and they themselves are not getting any revenue from their you know, shops or whatever it is, whatever type of business that they are running. So it's very important that, you know, just like what Facebook is doing, we need to support uh, these businesses either by, you know, we can do it on a very individual basis. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, typically order, let's say, uh, food from a specific restaurant that is, let's say, widely known, maybe try out a smaller mm-hmm. restaurant that uh, does offer some of the best dishes, but it's just not widely known. Now, the U.S. government is planning to give $1,000 to every household or every adult in America to combat the unpaid leave that's going on. But Facebook will actually pay a $1,000 bonus to every employee. And this is one of the first big companies to actually offer workers cash to help them during the coronavirus outbreak. Now, other technology companies are also funding initiatives to alleviate the economic impact of the coronavirus. Now, our big friend Amazon, Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos, has announced that it will invest more than $350 million to increase employees' wages and hire hire more than 100,000 staff members to meet the rising demand. Yes, indeed. A lot of people have been economically suffering um, because of the COVID-19. Many people, you know, who have jobs, especially in areas like hospitality, restaurants, and more specifically travel. I mean, all airlines right now are halted. Um, All these people who have jobs in such careers are definitely struggling because they are not being paid. They're left on unpaid leave. So it's such an amazing initiative by Facebook and Amazon to be able to assist all these employees and such a rough time. I mean, a lot of Western governments don't even do what Facebook is doing. So hats off to Facebook and Amazon. I, I honestly didn't expect that from Facebook or nor Amazon because uh, I, I just didn't th- feel like Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg would make this initiative. But let's go to the UAE, Omni, and talk about education. Yes, indeed, because generosity is in the air. And right here in the UAE, we are known to be very kind and generous whenever we want to give away something. Itisalat and Du are going to be providing free internet data on mobile phones to any family who does not have an intern who doesn't have internet connection at home and this is all to help every child in the UAE receive their education online. Now, the Ministry of Education and the Telecommunications Regulatory Authority, Itisalat and Du, are going to be providing this free mobile internet. So we're speaking free cellular data for any family that has no home internet, which is definitely going to help distance learning uh, be supported. Now, we all know that distance learning is going to be launched on Sunday. And these two companies, I mean, they're the only telecommunication companies right here in the UAE, they're going to be providing very specific packages of data, um, which is going to be completely free of charge. And it's definitely going to contribute to helping implement all the leadership directives and the success of the distance learning initiative by the Ministry of Education. Such an amazing initiative that is being launched right Mm -hmm. here in the UAE. I mean, where else to hear of free internet being given away? Exactly. Now, not a lot of people know how important is education. Now, uh, Unfortunately, in times of crisis, whether it's war, a pandemic, or whatever outbreak that is going on, the first thing that does get hit is schools and education, obviously, to protect our children. And if the the longer that we don't have education or schools open, the more they forget. The more they forget. The more that a lot of uh, a lot of countries that go through crises. They don't have kids that are educated, right? Because they can't go to school. True. But with this initiative, 
education will be literally in the palm of our hands because of its thought and do. And I'd like to thank the Ministry of Education and the TRA for this great, great initiative. Yes, indeed. And the interesting thing is, you know, this is just one of so many other initiatives that were launched right here in the UAE. Just a few days ago, we were talking about uh, the UAE giving away free laptops for any family that has multiple children and not enough tablets or phones for these children to be able to access online learning. Free apps where we were talking about Omni and I last week. Free apps. The, uh, it's a lot. Or it's I, like I the world is coming together, you know, for one cause, regardless of what religion you are or what race. We're all suffering from the same thing, rich or poor. Yes, indeed. It's amazing how I feel that there's still hope in the world that even in times of crisis, we are all putting our hand together, even though we shouldn't, and uh, and, and battling virtual this corona- high five. Virtual high five, virtual putting our hands together uh, during this coronavirus pandemic. And I hope that soon enough, we will get over this huge mountain that we are climbing. But I'd like to thank the UAE government for even though we're going through this crisis, we're still safe everything is 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 going great and they're make, making the best initiatives that are for our health and all the precautionary and preventive measures so hats off to the UAE government and the Ministry of Education and and I'm happy that we're going down it's this hard. line you know a lot of people complain about you know self quarantining it's hard but it's necessary and it's for our own safety and this is exactly why we're going to be coming back to talk all about how Sharjah and the rest of the UAE is going to be implementing e-learning due to the COVID-19 outbreak this Sunday university students have been you know uh, experimenting with e-learning for the past two weeks but students in schools are going to be starting this Sunday and we're going to be speaking with to Katya Al-Qaisi who is the founder and CEO at Education House Finland so if you have any questions about how e-learning is going to be taking place in schools make sure you text us text us in on 4215 and if you cannot text us in for any reason possible at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram do DM us your questions your comments your inquiries and we will talk about them on air with Katya Future Talk with Omni Al Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. Now, previously, we've been talking for the past month that universities and schools were out due to the coronavirus pandemic that was going on. And to preventive and precautionary measures, kids were staying home and doing online learning, online classrooms. And we have a special guest today, don't we, Omnia? Yes, indeed. Because while universities were trying out online learning, students in schools are going to be testing it out on Sunday. And, you know, behind every uh, phenomenal project, there's always people who are working very hard to try and train all these teachers uh, in Sharjah and around the UAE on how to use all the online teaching platforms. And to tell us more about it, we have with us on the line the founder and CEO at Education House Finland, Ms. Katya Al-Qaisi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Omnia. Happy to be here. So you actually uh, were working alongside Sharjah Private Education Authority and creating a movement called Hashtag Sharjah Prepares or Ashariqatastad. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the training that was done to teach all these 150 school leaders about how to use the online education platforms? 
Uh, yes. So we actually just finished our last session, online session, 20 minutes ago. Oh, wow. Is, so it's, life is easier online. You, you don't need to move between places. Uh, so, uh, yes, the uh, Sharjah Private Education Authority uh, called uh, for our help last week, if we can help to train the school leaders. So we uh, managed to provide um, a three-day, nine-hour training uh, by the University of Helsinki. Center for Continuing Education, and we've been uh, going through ways on how the schools could be prepared next week, especially from aspects of uh, tools they use, assessment, the motivation of students, how to how to get them engaged, and how to um, learn in in a bit new environment. And how is that process going on? Are the kids adapting to the online learning easily or are they having a little bit of struggles or difficulties? So the kids will actually only start on Sunday. Mm. So now the schools have been prepping. They've been testing with some of the children today, I understood, in Sharjah as well. And um, today we had a very lively discussion with the principals and we're not very worried about the kids actually knowing how to use the mm. tools and all that, but it's more like how to keep them engaged mm-hmm. and how to keep them learning there. So they could actually be helping yeah. the teachers. They're so technically savvy. Exactly. That's the thing. We're living in an age where, you know, every child probably knows how to use an iPad mm. or a laptop. But you did tell us a little bit about, can you tell us a little bit about the pedagogy? pedagogical tools that you've been using. Uh, I know you have a very deep passion for uh, implementing gamification when it comes to uh, education. So what kind of uh, tools have you been using to help children still implement that concept of gaming uh, when it comes to learning different, you know, math skills, English skills? So, for example, we have one uh, gamification platform called Saksepo, which is fully Arabic also. It's mm-hmm. Arabic in, in English. And that one, you can create a game around a lesson, or you could make your full, um, or like study day, like a lesson. Oh, wow. So you assign mm-hmm. tasks. And I actually, Finland yesterday implemented distant learning. It was the first day, and I already saw some schools doing it through a game. So their English game was climbing a mountain in, in a game and solving different tasks. You answer through videos, through photos, uh, and, and quiz type of things. And that kind of keeps you um, motivated. Mm-hmm. So, and I heard that you also have a platform to teach children mathematics. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. Yeah, so that one is uh, actually also university uh, spin-off. And it's a totally gamified math platform from years one to nine. And uh, it's so fun to use than uh, in normal lessons, children usually like calculate six to eight times more than they would do with pen and paper. So they think they're having fun or they're having fun. <laughs> but at the same time, they're actually working very, very hard. Not- Because if you think of games in general, like if you're playing any game, even us adults, what are you doing most of the time? 95% of the time when you're playing a game. You're engaged. You're, You're you engaged. know, you want to be challenged. You don't want exactly. things to be easy. Hey, but as a fact. You're actually failing 90% of the time, but you never think of it that way, are you? Never, no. no. <laughs> now, 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 with the topic of games being open now, a laptop or a computer or an iPad, uh, you can open games uh, with the iPad. Is that going to be a factor of distraction with these students in the online courses? Could they open a game or something? Or is there a lockdown where you cannot open any other uh, other other program like the lockdown browser? 
Um, I mean, I think these are like detailed schools, like should see how to do, do it in the future. But I think in such a short notice, it's just how engaging tasks you give, you give enough work them to, for them to return and they will do it. And, and games don't need to all be online. I mean, mm -hmm. you can gamify a process without it being you fully sitting online. Like you can give tasks and say, I'll give you this and this many points for completing that. I'll give you this and this many stars for doing this kind of thing. So it's, it's the concept of gamifying a real life environment. And technology helps, but it doesn't need to be there all the time. Exactly. We can have external rewards. Um, and this is exactly why we're going to be coming back to talk a little bit about what can parents do to help their children through this transition. Every child knows how to use an iPad, but not every child knows how to stay focused. So we're going to be back in just a few moments. But until then, I'll leave you with Be Honest right here on Pulse 95. 95. You're listening to... Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Future Talk. With Omni Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Pulse 95. We're just a future talk with myself, Hany Balkis, and Omni Al Saleh. And today, we're talking everything education because at this time during the coronavirus pandemic, we need to be on top of our game, whether it's cleanliness, taking care of our hygiene, and not forgetting that the most important thing ever is our education. Yes, indeed, because a lot of children, especially now that they took, you know, a two-week spring break, they might be, you know, a little less inclined to go ahead and start schooling again. But this is exactly why many teachers right here in Sharjah, over 150 school leaders, were actually training for the past week on implementing learning from a distance. And to tell us more about it, we have with us on the line the founder and CEO at Education House Finland, Ms. Katia Al-Qaisi, who is actually one of the trainers for all these teachers. Welcome back to Future Talk. Thank you, Mia. Thank you. So right before the break, we were talking about, you know, the process of how you were training all these teachers on implementing different tools to help students uh, focus more during these online classes. But what about the students and the parents? What can parents do to help their children transition to online learning? Uh, I think it's a triangular process between parents, students and the teacher. So you need that kind of three-way communication. Uh, the parents need to support and they also need to uh, help in communicating what is needed uh, from the students and what are the expectations. So mm -hmm. when you are online, you're not physically there, um, like everything needs to be very well communicated. Uh, expectations for the day need to be set. So like uh, the teacher would have maybe a video call in the morning with the class saying that today we will do this and that. And with the parents engaged, they could even have a WhatsApp group with the parents or if there is nothing more as tools or sending emails saying that this is the weekly schedule, this is what is expected from, from your children. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so support is there and encouragement, but also like the teaching needs to be very interactive when you're online to keep the engagement. Now the world is learning that we can work from home and still be productive, Katia. And the thing is that everyone is saying, okay, now we can work from home and be productive. Will e-learning uh, in the near future replace schools or could it be 
type of uh, an a, a, an assistance. Yeah. Yes, supplementary to schools. Complimentary. Complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it will be complimentary. It, it will be a blended type of thing. So for specific topics or things, you could easily find the information online. You could even like today we tried on the training with 150 or we had 160. We split into 25 breakout rooms and worked into group in a group for 15 minutes. Of course, mm. this class will be smaller. So you can do a lot of the things you do face to face actually online if you have to. Mm-hmm. But definitely uh, children will miss their friends. There is just mm. different types of things to social aspect that you need to do together. Definitely Plus applied. Yeah. Applied a lot of the jobs and things are still applied. You need the physical element to it. Mm-hmm. You need to try it. You need to do it. It's an interesting aspect that you mentioned uh, the size of the classrooms because you know typically nowadays It is possible for you to see a classroom with like let's say 27 students sometimes up to 30. So how big can an online class be and what is this the class size that you would advise with? Uh, I mean that that could be a good class size for more like broadcasting type of thing, mm-hmm. a little bit of engagement, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for group work uh, then it's good to split into groups like mm-hmm. groups of five or six. Uh, and that can be done online so mm. uh, technically you can do it as i said we, today in the zoom we did it so mm. we had 25 teams <laughs> oh wow now, now my only concern is what if a student doesn't understand a lesson has a question has a question and it's in front of all these uh, all these students in the online classroom everyone is talking s- at the same time uh, yeah i or mean what how is it like exactly? how, how can the teacher have a one on one with a student or students well that again is Uh, online etiquette needs to be taught and it will it's a skill for life you need mm-hmm. to learn it anyway mm-hmm. and uh, i think it will be a learning curve but it's the same thing like in the classroom you just can't just talk and yeah. those, a lot of the tools give you those opportunities mm-hmm. and you will be learning that you can have one to one chats and you can raise your hand electronically as well you can send an email to the teacher or if whatsapp is allowed send a whatsapp to the teacher that's an so interesting option that i saw actually the raising your hand electronically um yeah. it's it literally it would notify the teacher just like you know calling out for a question would so so it's possible to have a one on one course or 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 online room with a teacher Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely that's possible mm-hmm. in, in most uh, most electronic tools and also support for groups. Like if I'm moderating a, uh, a class and I've divided them into five groups, they can ask for my help and mm-hmm. I can move between between the groups. Like I would move between tables if if I was in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, another worry for many parents is the structure of the day during remote learning. Many parents have multiple children. They want to be present with every child and I know this is depends on every school, but do you have any, you know, broad idea of how will the day be structured when it comes to remote learning? Is it going to be 7 till 2 p.m. like just a regular uh, school day or will the timings shift? Um, I don't know how it's going to be implemented school by school but I would I would assume it will be pretty similar mm-hmm. so just to keep certain kind of routine but the uh, setting the expectations is the thing so if you're lucky and you have a very good teacher who sets up the expectations in the morning and tells you this is what we're is going to happen this is what is going to this time and this time perfect mm-hmm. some teachers might not have that for you so it's good that the parents support the children in planning their day mm-hmm. it's a very good thing to have a schedule for yourself 
and go through that and see what you want to achieve by end of each day, by end of the week. Definitely. And it doesn't need to be online because like the task could be, let's be online five minutes, the teacher sets things, or the teacher might just send a video instructions and then you have to go and read your book. Mm -hmm. You have to go and do the assignments and things like that. So definitely no seven hours of online. It teaches them independence, I feel like, and how to, you know, take control of your own learning journey. Exactly, and that's what we all need, and that's what we all have to do all the time in our lives. Now, uh, so to prepare you for work life. Now, what about attendance? How is the attendance thing going to be going on? You could have ways of of having them switch on their video that yeah. you see they're there. Uh, you could have them record videos of them doing the work, for example, if it's not a live video. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, and, and then you have to build a culture of trust. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, we've seen it. Uh, I've seen it happen through my master's class. We all show our faces, and then we, we, you know, we're we're. It's okay for us to turn off our cameras if we're not comfortable with that. But we're going to be coming back to talk all about a very interesting thought: whether schools should be buildings or services in the future. If you have any question for Katya Al Qaisi about e-learning in Sharjah and the UAE, make sure you text in on four two one five. But we'll be back. And I'll be leaving you with Feelings by John Newman. This is Pulse95. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse95. Future Talk. Gamification is definitely one of the most popular and preferred trends of learning amongst many, many students. You know, who doesn't want to enjoy a fun game, fail, but also learn while failing? And that is exactly why we have with us on the phone uh, Katya Al-Qaisi, who is the founder and CEO at Education House Finland. She's been helping many teachers right here in Sharjah train to implement learning from a distance, but she does have a deep passion for implementing gamification in learning. Welcome to the show. Once again, Katya. Thank you, Omnia. Now, so, mm-hmm. now, jumping to the question, Katya, should schools be buildings or services in the future? Uh, I don't think they are like different things. I think school is a service, mm-hmm. uh, and that service uh, or school should be a service and is a service, and it can be done in a building, for example. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and the attitude towards teaching. Uh, is to provide it as a service. Uh, I think to what the mm, I think what we mean is, a lot of parents right now do like let's say, f- especially with the COVID nineteen quarantine happening, a lot of parents would you know call up a, a service where they can ask a teacher to come to their home, teach their kid for an hour or two, and then basically leave instead of actually sending them to school for eight hours a day and then have them come back home. Yeah, I think that could be like teaching knowledge teaching mm-hmm. facts that way if you're really fragmented you do need that group type of setting you need that real life uh, type of interaction that can be online as we discussed earlier mm-hmm. but the, the, the school is not only that you learn math and you learn some equations or or uh, chemical reactions but mm-hmm. the school is about the skills your competences the ways that you define how you learn how you think mm-hmm. and I don't think these can be done uh, through like individual uh, things here and there so it's mm-hmm. a combination of things 
Definitely. And when we talk about, you know, gamification, education, a lot of parents might view it as something, you know, useless. Once they hear the word gaming, it just sparks complete anger in them because they envision their children on their Xbox 24-7. But nowadays, many schools have been implementing it. So can you tell us a little bit about what benefits does gaming uh, bring to education for students and teachers? Yes. So um, just one point on your time, as you said. So uh, we don't recommend that you're doing games for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it's, uh, the cognitive ability to absorb new information stops. Like the math thing, I, I, I said we recommend it once a week and mm-hmm. then as a homework. We have a literacy app for three to nine-year-olds. Uh, we say 15 minutes three times a week. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean you replace everything with gaming. And why it works, it engages you, uh, it, it taps into what's called like your intrinsic inner motivation, mm-hmm. which makes you think, do things you love without like, uh, with losing track of time. So when, you're, when you really love something, you do it and you, you learn. You don't feel the time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's quite so interesting. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, quite interesting. <laughs> I thought you had something to say. It's quite interesting yeah. because uh, a lot of parents uh, have been, you know, slowly realizing how much impact it's having on their child. You know, children are now excited to do their math equations because it, it, it's becoming more or, or less of a game rather than, you know, sitting, pulling up the copy books, writing down endless equations and, you know, feeling time pass as if it's years yeah. rather than minutes. But as adults, we love gaming, uh, gamification because... Gaming as such only for playing might not be useful always, but mm-hmm. gamification is adding game elements. If you think of your airline miles or of any other aspects in life, those are gaming. Mm-hmm. You're, getting, you're gaining points and at the same time you're shopping or you're flying. So it's the same thing in gamification and learning. They're studying, they're learning, but at the same time they're they're in a game and they're, they, they feel and it's also as said it's safe like you can take a role there it's not yourself failing it's your avatar for example <laughs> so that's it's a, why it engages it's always be- better when the avatar is the one failing and not yourself but um, exactly. just like you mentioned Katya nowadays especially with the self-quarantine happening I think every parent has access to endless applications on their Apple App Store or even Google Play Store. You can go ahead, scour through the hundreds of applications, and I'm pretty sure you will find something that will fit uh, your child's interests. But thank you so much, Katya Al-Qaisi, for joining us. It's been such an honor to get to speak to you. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you. And to all of our listeners... Future Talk is coming to an end, but the weekend recommendations are about to start, aren't they? Yes, indeed. We have Afternoon Karak with Mikhail Atiyah and Aisha Al-Mazmi. And it's Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go out and have fun. But oh, have yeah. Fu- Stay have home fun. and have fun. Stay home and have fun. Weekend recommendations will come in handy with uh, with Afternoon Karak as we are all self-quarantining ourselves to the safety of our own home. Not for yourself, but for others as well. Stay home. Enjoy the quietness of your <laughs> safety of your home learn Learn. more about yourself download a few apps and learn a new skill there's so much to do and we will definitely see you on sunday same time every weekday but until then make sure you stay safe and wash your hands this is pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m